You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Hey, we're back. It's been such a long time. It's been ages. Especially for us because we recorded and then I think I released one episode, but then we hadn't recorded in like an extra week. So (laughs) it's been an extra week since we've seen each other. Or listen to each other, talk to each other. <laughs> Heard each other's dulcet tones. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I just wanted to, before we start, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody for their patience. This was a, yeah, I had a concussion, which was exciting. And by exciting, I mean terrible. <laughs> I had to basically like stay home in the dark for like a week and a half. And the reason for that was because then right immediately after that, we had travel plans to go to Japan, which was great. But I didn't want to be... So we couldn't pre-record like we were planning to do. And then I couldn't edit things because I was still quite suffering from the concussion effects for a while. So anyway, I really, really appreciate it. So if anyone wants to donate to the fund to buy Ellen a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) I was wearing a helmet, okay? I'm not not a moron. Yeah, I was was playing... uh, I play hockey in a you know adult recreational league and i'm just for the record i'm very bad so <laughs> it's not like i went to the doctor after and she was like oh did somebody like push you or whatever and i was like no i fell on my own like this is the most lame way to be injured so but yeah it was, it was an exciting time i like fell on the ice i felt my head bounce off the ice it was great so good <laughs> i played the rest of the game but then a couple of days later, I started having headaches, and I was like, "Oh, I know what happened. This is this is bad." That it just got a bit worse, and then it got better eventually. But it was terrible. Yeah, concussions are no fun. <laughs> yes, thank you everyone for your patience while we got these this episode, the la- the mid series special, and this episode out. Um, it was it was a tricky time, but but we moved on anyway. So now <laughs> we're back. Survived. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it could have been way worse, but <laughs> yes. So yeah, you can donate to our coffee. I'll buy myself a new helmet. <laughs> it's all fine. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're back on a regular schedule. So today we're talking about chapter 66, just chapter 66. This is also like because of the breakdown of, of chapters and the next two kind of cover, I think, the same kind of topic. So we'll do just 66 and the next week we'll be back to two chapters. It'll be a good time. Yay. Yay. So we're doing our <laughs> summary that we always do and then discussion and then we'll have maybe a brief spoilery section because this is just one chapter. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, are you ready? <laughs> I'm so ready. Okay, good. <laughs> it's been such a long time. I forgot how we do this. <laughs> okay. Chapter 66 opens with Toriyuki and Kyo and Shigure arriving at home after the beach trip. And Toru says that she's sure that the boys have gotten taller. And Kyo is like, I think you've gotten shorter. And Toru's like, eh, of course. <laughs> Shigure slides open the door. And he looks relieved and says, we're home. Home is truly where the heart is. But of course, a voice calls from inside. And Yuki and Kyo and Toru and Shigure are shocked to discover that none other than Ayame is in the house, <laughs> relaxing in their living room, surrounded by garbage. <laughs> he clearly made himself at home there. <laughs> You must be tired from your long journey, everyone, he says. Don't mind me. You must make yourselves at home and relax post-haste. Somebody's made himself too much at home already, Kyo and Yuki think. And Shigure is like, oh my. And Toru, <laughs> who is perhaps the only one who's excited to see Yame. <laughs> well, well, Toru-kun, have the experiences of a single summer made you blossom into adulthood? Ayame asks. And Kyo grumps about how Ayame got into the house. And Yuki accuses Shigure of forgetting to lock the door. And he's like, my bad, or whatever. <laughs> sort of admits to it. (laughs) 
Kyo complains that a prowler could have gotten in and that Ayame takes that moment to tease Kyo, saying, That is indeed serious. A prowler would read Kyokichi's love poem diary. And of course, Kyo is like, Like, I'd write anything like that. <laughs> Shigeru settles in at the table and asks why Ayame wasn't at the beach house. And he says that he was busy with work. Summer is the high season for fantasy. Kyo demands to be listened to. And Ayame is like, What? Would you like a maid outfit? And Kyo is like, no. And then Ayame offers to give him a student discount in case the price is what's <laughs> causing him to reject it. And then in the background, Toru, who's been cleaning up Ayame's mess, notices the time and asks if she can use the phone. And then Shigure says she can and she sneaks off. Yuki tries to get down to business and asks why Ayame came. Yuki's always trying to get down to business. <laughs> like. <laughs> and Ayame asks him if Akito came to visit the summer house. Yuki looks a bit taken aback. It would seem that once again... I failed to offer you strength when you needed it most, Ayame says, closing his eyes and looking down. So, at least... And then he suddenly stands and cries, I vow that tonight I shall fall asleep while embracing my wounded brother to my bosom. Beyond beat. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely no. With all my heart, Yuki says. <laughs> <laughs> then you must strike. Give into your wounded heart and strike, strike, strike with reckless abandon at Kyunkichi. And Kyo's like, not at you? <laughs> Meanwhile, while the chaos is going on, out in the hallway, Toru makes her phone call. She speaks to Kunimitsu, who says that Shisho is away and most likely will be back in September, so I guess she tried to call Shisho and he wasn't there. Toru says that she wants to speak to him in person and ask Kunimitsu to keep the conversation secret. They set a time and then Toru takes a note like a responsible person. <laughs> Before it began, she thinks, I had a feeling that this summer something big would begin. That feeling came true. It's there in front of us. I think everyone can feel it, she thinks, thinking of Kyo, Yuki, and Akito. With a solemn look, she hangs up the phone. Something is starting to move. It affects everyone, even me, with a new goal in my heart, using all the strength that I can muster. And then her narration trails off, and we see, like, Chibi-Toru looking determined, walking back to the living room, thinking, Fight! I must fight on! Toru is suddenly grabbed by Ayame. So rude, he says. If you're going to be so difficult that I'm left with no alternative, I have no choice but to sleep while embracing Torkun. Nuki's like, how'd you come to that conclusion? And Kyo's like, try it and I'll crush you with all my might. <laughs> Shigure, who meanwhile doesn't look up for the newspaper, reminds him that he'll just transform. And then we transition <laughs> away. <laughs> Toru's kind of thought narration continues from before. With a new goal in my heart, it's time to start a new season and a new school term. <laughs> Two exclamation marks. Yes. <laughs> King Kong, 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 says the school. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we transition to school, and Uo smacks Kyo right in the forehead and complains about how much taller he got during the break. That's just great. You damn boys keep growing and growing. And Kyo, like, holds his head in pain on the floor. <laughs> Hana comments that Uo herself has grown, and she reminds them um, that it's her goal to crack six feet. And Kyo sasses her um, that she didn't manage to become more feminine during the break. Might as well throw away your womanhood, he says. Not like it's doing me any good. I can't even get one guy to pay attention to me, she huffs. Toru looks concerned and Hana fills us in. Uo was never able to be reunited with the convenience store man that she met over the summer. <laughs> Look carefully, Hana says. That's the back of a woman in love. And we see Uo's agitated face and her thoughts. If I ever see that jerk again, I'll rip his head off. I'll kick his ass into the sky before he can even get a word in. Then I'll punch right through him with all my strength. Oh, hearing that, I feel so bad, Toru says. <laughs> yes, sorrowful, isn't it? Hana replies. <laughs> it's not like you're the type to worry about things like that, Kyo says. And Hana is like, how strange to think you would say such a thing. What? What's strange about it? Kyo demands. And Hana simply says, heh, and then turns away. <laughs> Kyo freaks out even more. It's like, did you read my mind just now? And Hana's like, I can't do that. I just laugh because I remembered something. 
Before they can continue to argue more, some kid stands up and invites everybody to a celebratory start of the new term bowling tournament. <laughs> like, who is this kid who's obsessed with bowling in their class? I was just like saying, I was like, time. is bowling a thing in know. Japan or is it just this one kid's I think thing? I think it's just this one kid's thing. I'm surprised there's not like a side panel about him. <laughs> it's like bowling kid. <laughs> is there a bowling sports anime? I don't. There's got to be. Should I Google it now? Hold on. There's something called Bowling King. Bowling King. Is a 24 volume manga series and written and drawn by Taiwanese comic book artist Tong Ai and serialized in New Youth Express. It's about a kid. Oh, and the humiliation he puts himself through in in bowling alleys. <laughs> I guess. So does that answer your question? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so our Bowling King podcast yeah. comes out. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, bowling kid in their class, kid who's obsessed with bowling, invites everyone to go to a tournament, and Uo complains that she has work, and Toru says that she has other plans. The guy's like, other plans? Like a date? And Toru freaks out, and is like, what makes you think that? This is a misunderstanding. I really have something to do. And Uo, in the kid's eyes, glimmer with suspicion, and he says to her, methinks the lady doth protest too much. Isn't that awfully suspicious? And Uo is like, it's suspicious, all right. Must be a date. And the kids keep teasing her, and Kyo is like, so what is it? It's not, Toru says, looking back at him completely flustered and continuing to try to explain while he thinks that her flusteredness is, is cute and blushes himself. Kyo's asks the kids to stop teasing her, and all the kids are like, sorry, it's just so cute when you panic, and Toru, swirly-eyed, is like, it seems that I broke a sweat, <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> they say it's a shame that Yuki wasn't here to see all the chaos, and then we transition away to Yuki. There's a lot going on in these chapters, yeah. by the way, so it's kind of a weird transition, but it's fine. We see Yuki in the hall, when three Prince Yuki fangirls, led by Matoko, offer him a box. A souvenir from our summer, won't you accept it? She says. And Yuki is understandably surprised and thanks them, and then apologizes for not having anything to give them in return, and they say they don't mind. And Matoko and then the blonde girl have a moment and get lost in their own thoughts. Because your smiling face is better than any gift. Like a bird, it spreads its white wings, soaring to great heights in the blue sky that is my heart. Those lovely feathers. Yuki is like, um, senpai? And then they snap out of it. The third girl asks what Yuki did for his vacation, and he says that he went to the beach. <sighs> it's no wonder you're so popular. Wow, another girl student with long hair says. She saunters over with a teehee and a heart in her speech <laughs> bubble and comments that the souvenir treats look good. Yuki is like, huh? And the Prince Yuki fangirls think, who is this woman? It turns out that one of the fangirls knows her, I guess from her class or something, and says that she deceives men with her looks. A devilish woman. Please, if it's not too much to ask, the girl says, share your candy with me later, okay? You, you? And the girls are like, you, you? And freak out and demand to know if she's trying to make them jealous. And the girl says with a blushy smile, oh no, you saw him right through me, didn't you? <laughs> the fangirls are shocked and Yuki's like, let's try this again. You come with me. And the mysterious girl's like, yes, sir. <laughs> Yuki and the girl walk away. And the girl's like, ah, that was so fun. And Yuki says that she shouldn't laugh at people like that um, and asks who she is and what's with the weird nickname. Oh, Yu Yu? She asks. Someone else started it. And Yuki's like, eh, who? Oh, there you are, Yu Yoon. Our new friend Kakeru shouts coming up behind them around the corner. Of course, you'd be the one, Yuki thinks. Long time no see, Yu Yu. How was your summer? Did you enjoy it to its fullest? I enjoyed it with reckless abandon. I dated with reckless abandon. What do you mean, Yuyu? Yuki tries to ask Kakeru, and Kakeru continues, Long live summer! It would be great if my whole life was summer! I mean, why did school have to start again anyway? It's so annoying. 
you person over there, Yuki says, looking menacing. What do you mean by you, Noon? <laughs> what, 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 what? Why the extreme anger? Kakeru asks. <laughs> I don't think he likes the nickname you gave him, Kakeru, the mystery girl says. And Kakeru is like, really? But isn't he cute like a panda? <laughs> Why is my nickname longer than my real name? Yuki wants to know. <laughs> hmm, I see. Is it really that weird? Kakeru wonders and then suddenly remembers that he was looking for Yuki. And the girl chimes in, Kimi has been looking for you too. It turns out that the full new student council has finally been assembled, and so they head to the council room. Ahoy, Kakeru says as he slides open the door. I brought our leader. And he reveals the girl that we met before, Machi, and another kid, who both just stare <laughs> as they enter <laughs> and say nothing. It's like they left the serious half of the council behind. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> they left the, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the grimacy side of the council yeah. behind. <laughs> The boy introduces himself as Naohito Sakuragi, the secretary. I refused his troublesome job at first, he says, but I acquiesced when I learned that you would be president. I'd like you to remember that, because you're my rival. Your first love, Kakeru says, interrupting him and karate chopping him in the head. Can you not pick fights like a drunk person, Yuki asks. <laughs> With a sigh as Kakeru continues to karate chop and tease Naohito, calling him Chibisuke. Who are you calling Chibisuke, you amoeba? Don't be so crude, Nahito says, teeth bared and rubbing his karate chopped head. <laughs> they continue to bicker, and the mystery girl introduces herself as Kimi Toto, another secretary. Yuki is surprised to find out that she is also a member. Kimi will do her best for you, you, she says. Also, um, <laughs> I try to add a specific flair to her voice because literally every other, like, dialogue thing that she has has a little, like, heart or, like, mm-hmm. a little, like, in the Japanese version, it has, like, little tildes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what this is supposed to be, but I think I know what it's supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> Kakeru says, Union, you can relax. Kimi may be acting like this, but she's really... And then Kimi pinches him. Pu- pinches him. <laughs> Kimi punches him. Kimi punches him and says, shut up, he doesn't need to know that. Whatever that is. <laughs> Kakeru is like, ow. And Kimi's like, I avenged you, Chibisuke. And now it's like, I'm not a chibi. And Yuki says nothing. <laughs> he looks frustrated and thinks, I know these people are supposed to be pretty bright, but they're coming off as awfully dim so far. I already, I'm already starting to regret this. Is this going to be possible for me? Leader, let's hear a word from our leader, Kakeru says, and Yuki looks apprehensive. We see a dark panel with an outline of Yuki holding his head in his hands. He thinks, that's right. I swore on that day. I swore to myself that I wouldn't run away anymore. I'm Yuki Soma, your new student body president. The work of the student council won't move forward unless we all work together, I think. I I think there are many ways in which I fall short as president, but I won't stop trying. So everyone, please lend me your strength. Sure thing, Kakeru pipes up after, smiling, a genuine and encouraging smile. I think Yuki looks a little surprised at what Kakeru says. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun and be friends, Kakeru says, raising a fist in excitement. There's no point if we can't do our job, now Hito grumps. What are you saying, Kakeru asks. I swear... On my name as vice president, I'll work hard and get this job done. And then he immediately slumps onto a desk and snores. And no, sasses him for sleeping. I'll do my best, Yuki thinks. <laughs> we cut away to Shisho's house. Kunimitsu lets Toru in, and she politely thanks him for listening to her unreasonable request. And Kunimitsu chuckles and says that he doesn't mind. Shisho, who's been waiting in the room, says that he should be the one apologizing for not being here when Toru called. He says he was away visiting a friend and visiting his grandfather's grave. Toru asks if the Soma family grave is far away, and Shisho explains that his grandfather wasn't allowed to be buried with the family, so he took him far away. Looking rueful, Shisho adds, I think it may have been better this way. In the end, he was finally able to go outside. Toru and Shisho sit together, but they kind of look down as if 
they're not making eye contact with each other? Toru asks about Kyo. He lives outside now. Is it true that he'll be confined soon? Toru looks apprehensive and she asks, humbly, reverentially, Shisho-san, do you know about the Soma curse? More importantly, do you know how to break it? And that's the end of chapter 66. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We'll leave that for next time. <laughs> <laughs> this was a... <laughs> It's an interesting chapter. It's a very mechanical chapter because there's a bunch of like, we have to bring everybody back together, I guess, and back mm-hmm. in school. Um, <laughs> would you like to start this, this discussion? <laughs> um, I guess I'll just go down my list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First thing I noticed is just a little thing. Um, Toru's still got the bandage on her cheek Yeah. in this chapter. Yes, I wonder how close to September it was because... Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Kunimitsu's like, oh, she shouldn't be back till the beginning of September or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I guess that implies that some time passes and she still has the bandage on her cheek. Yeah. So She's got, like, a more serious bandage at the beginning and then, like, a smaller <laughs> one after the little, however much of a time wow. skip it is. But <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yes, yeah. the time skip. Yeah. But anyway, it made me think of, like, uh, after the true form arc when she still had the bandage for a little while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Every time she, she's, she shows she's <laughs> injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of a Toru and a Yuki chapter, but not together. So. <laughs> I wrote a note to myself, which said <laughs> there are many moving parts here, but I think the focal points are Yuki and the student council and Toru's determination to move forward in mm-hmm. terms of like things that are kind of thematically linked, even though there's a bunch of other stuff that happens. Yeah. So yeah, we got Yuki. We got a little bit with Yuki and Ayame at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which is... Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little continuing development mm-hmm. with Ayame. He's like, oh, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to be with you. It is interesting. It's weird because, like, pretty much everybody came to the beach except for Ayame. Yeah. I haven't thought too deeply about if there's, like, a deliberate reason not to do that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like you get to this chapter and you're like, oh, yeah, he wasn't there because, like, everybody yeah. else was. So I think probably, it was kind of like like the beach arc was mostly about the kids. Yeah. Like, the, like even Shigure and Hattori, even though they were there, were mostly separate from them. That's true. So, Hattori been... has like two lines in the whole beach yeah. arc. <laughs> so, it might have been so. difficult to keep Ayame as separate. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And then Shigure, there's still like continuing stuff happening with Shigure and Akito. So, yeah. I think they like probably Takaya wanted to remind us of that ongoing storyline. Mm-hmm. And we just saw kind of like parts of it. But yeah, it was mostly focused on the kids, especially Toriyuki and Kyo. Yeah. So. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nice to kind of have him back and then have this like moment with Yuki. Yeah. Which is like touching and then funny. So mm-hmm. yeah. And it shows like they're both getting a little better at mm-hmm. interacting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> like Ayame, instead of just like doing all his like dramatic stuff secretly because he wants to like be there for Yuki, just like, you know, kind of outwardly stated. <laughs> yeah, he stated that he came there because he wanted to check on Yuki after Akito, basically. And Yuki's better at, like, dealing with all his craziness, because he just kind of straightforwardly <laughs> is like, what are you here for this time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Without getting kind of like... swept away under all of Ayame's Ayame-ness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he does have his Ayame-ness moment after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's more levity instead of, like, actually explaining yeah. why he was there. So. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, Yuki with the student council. Yeah. <laughs> Another the... good, yeah. exciting time. <laughs> Got the full student council revealed. Yes. Yeah, we met the other two, now now Hito and Kimi. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how much I enjoyed Kimi. She's great. I, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to enjoy her as much as I did, but yeah. I was just like, 
her dialogue is insane. And then I looked yeah. at it in the, I was checking something else in the Japanese and I looked at hers and I was like, wow, there's like literally every other speech bubble, there's some kind of like embellishment to her text, which is really funny, yeah. which is why I wanted to point it out. So there's like little hearts and a bunch of it. And then a bunch of it has like in the, in the English version, there's no like little tildes, but there's essentially like the equivalent of like little tilde squiggly lines mm-hmm. in it, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. But it's like, what are you doing? And then Kakiru says, um, something that I didn't remember happening in this was that Kakiru is like, don't worry about Kimi. She's like, not really like, like this or whatever. Yeah. And then she punches him, which yeah. is weird and funny. Like, mm-hmm. so what is, what's the deal with that? But I don't, I honestly don't know how to answer that question. So yeah. I guess we'll figure that out later. Yeah. If ever. <laughs> yeah. But like, I like she's like all this like dialogue stuff and the way she talks is obviously meant to like make her come off kind of airhead. Yeah. Like, but she's obviously pretty shrewd underneath. Yes. This, <laughs> with how she handles the uh, Yuki fan club. <laughs> yes. Shrewd and um, also that seems funny because I think the Yuki fan club is like, Motoko is interesting, but like. Um, we've seen, we had a couple of, like a whole chapter, I think, that focused on her mm-hmm. or some other kind of like significant events that focused on her so it's kind of it's nice to have her be kind of um like we don't have just like the standard interaction with her and yuki it's like kimi comes and fucks that up which is great (laughs) so they have like their moment and then kimi comes and interrupts them which is awesome (laughs) i feel like oh no you figured me out (laughs) yeah oh darn (laughs) like what are you trying to make us jealous and she's like oh i'm scared now or whatever (laughs) i think i cut a little bit of her dialogue but yeah it's funny (laughs) and then i like that she just yeah Go ahead, goes ahead and calls him Yunyu, which of course yeah. drives him crazy, which is Yuki's uh, nickname from Kakeru. Mm-hmm. I bet Yuki's qualms with it, in addition to it being probably embarrassing, or that it's longer than his name. Yeah. <laughs> and Kakeru's like, is that weird? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love the little like panel where they're both like keep saying it, and he's yes. just sitting there going like, it's going to stick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor Yuki suffers so much yeah. at the hands of the student council, but... <laughs> it's okay it's good yeah. for him mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my favorite little scenes in the series is that bit where he makes his little speech and it's great asks them to lend like lend them his, lend him their strength and cocker's just like sure thing and he's like obviously shocked by that just like easy agreement there mm-hmm. yeah um i think that the the actual like so we met so we met now so we talked about kimi already <laughs> just now and then we also met this kid named nahito so <laughs> he doesn't say very much but i think the only well, he has this, like, chip. Clearly has some kind of chip on his shoulder about Yuki. Yeah. And he says that he's his rival. Um, but then mm-hmm. Kakeru cuts him off, which is interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if Kakeru did that to... I mean, I think he just wanted to tease now. It, mm-hmm. At least on the surface, it seems like he just wants to tease now. But I wonder if it's also to kind of, like, try to... Maybe he knows that about about now. And also, um, you know, didn't want him to be, like, bitchy to Yuki mm-hmm. right away or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there's, I don't know if it was actually, he was just, I don't know if Kakeru was just teasing Naohito or if he actually wanted to stop him from saying something and, and did yeah. it in a way that wouldn't draw attention to it. Yeah. Hard to say with Kakeru. It's hard to say. It's yeah. definitely hard to say. But yeah, like, based on. to know <laughs> more about like the other student council members. I think so. And the thing he says with Kimmy and then. Yeah. And he knew, obviously he knew stuff about Machi. Mm-hmm. We, Machi didn't say anything this time. Yeah. Which on the one hand is interesting because. Um, she was just like kind of messing with stuff in the background and mm-hmm. kind of yeah trying we not get, to like, get involved. We get like a significant them. panel of her during Yuki's little speech, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yuki's speech is great. Mm-hmm. 
Yuki's speech is like the king's speech. <laughs> it's like the equivalent, <laughs> right? He's actually able to, at this point, admit some of these things about himself. Mm-hmm. Or like to, to verbalize, not just admit, but to verbalize that he feels like he has a lot of shortcomings when it comes to him being in this leadership position. Mm-hmm. Um, but he And he wants their support in yeah. that, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good moment for Yuki. and It is. And a good general sentiment, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good moment for Yuki. Mm-hmm. Also, right before his Yuki's speech, he's there's this panel that's like an outline of him holding his head. And he thinks, I swore on that day that I wouldn't run away anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's specifically referring to? Like, is that the past or is it the beach or something else? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I meant to look at that and then I forgot to. But... <laughs> well, it's so vague. What would yeah. it be from? Like, not so... I'm sure it's related to something specific. Yeah. I feel like it might be from further back than the beach, though, just because, like, he's already talked about, like, how he decided to take the student council job because he didn't want to as, like, part of his, like, making himself move forward and do things kind of thing. So. Yeah. There's a specific way thing about it that visually reminds me of the beach. Mm-hmm. But he would have already decided, but says I decided not to run away anymore. Also, like, in that scene at the beach, he's wearing, like, a short sleeve shirt that's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So it, it, I don't know if it's the beach or if it's just some other time. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I can't remember. It does look familiar. Like, I feel like we might have seen it before, but well, I'm not even we'll sure if it might have been time. another, <laughs> if it might have been another flashback. Like, we've seen it already as a flashback. A but... flashback. That's also possible, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, so that was everybody. We talked about everybody's student council mm-hmm. and the the things that we kind of know about them so far. Yep. And Yuki's and Yuki's speech mm-hmm. and Kakiru's reaction. So yeah, Toru is the other kind of big yep. thing that's happening in this chapter. So she calls, uh, she tries to call Shisho to set up a meeting with him and it's Kunimitsu's there and she asks him to keep her call a secret, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's revealed that she wants to ask him about the curse, which is what happens at the end of this chapter. Yeah. So she, I guess, like, again, in this chapter, she reiterates her resolve to break the curse. Yeah. I can't remember if we had any indication that she was going to go to Shisho in the previous chapters. I don't think we did. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think she just, she resolved the last time, like, at the end, before the, like, mid-series special, the last chapter we read, she said that she wanted to break the curse. Yeah. I don't think she had made any indication that she was going to go ask Shisho anything about it. Yeah. As soon as they get home, she makes a call yeah. to try to talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense since he's <laughs> sort of outside of it and also has a, you know, personal connection to the whole Kyo being locked away thing, which is mm-hmm. what was a big, you know, shock for her to hear. Yeah, and I think, and he's kind of a, he's a trustworthy person, probably. Yeah. He se- he would seem to be. He's like, um, I think yeah. you're, you're, I agree with you, someone who might be perceived as being knowledgeable about the family situation, but, like, external to the situation. Yeah, so. not as, like, directly under its influence. So. Yeah. I think she did say that she mm-hmm. wanted to, I can't remember if she said this before, or if it's just, like, stuff she said before in the past, but I think she did say she wanted to know more, but she feels like she can't ask, like, Yuki and mm-hmm. Kyo, because it's painful for them. Yeah. Particularly, so. Yeah, I think she said something like that at one point in my beach arc recently. But. Yeah, I think so. Plus, it's led as it's almost like a reveal, even though you can tell it's uh, Kunimitsu if you're paying attention at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obviously she's calling for Shisho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's meant um, to be like, ooh, it's a secret, but I think <laughs> it's in a Shisho. way where if you're reading casually, you might be like, oh, I wonder who she's calling. And then yeah. get to the end and go, oh, oh, that makes sense. I like the little, like, I mean, like isn't the right word, but um, <laughs> the little bit with Shisho and his grandfather. 
yeah that's a great addition mm-hmm. in this part of the story he says like i took him away from here which is interesting yeah. so does that imply that like he was actually involved in like obviously he was yeah. alive when his grandfather passed mm-hmm. away yeah it makes it sound like he was like he was sort of the, the next of kin in this situation so yeah i guess i would imagine that he was well yeah. especially because like he he what's implied is that he says actually he says all his family like disowned his grandfather yeah. so he'd be the one to take uh, responsibility for everything i guess yeah i guess so but yeah i like the i like the phrasing there he says that his grandfather wasn't permitted to be buried in the soma grave so he took him far away from there yeah yeah he says yeah. he got to go outside in the end yes it's uh what's the word upsetting it's touching it's touching yeah. <laughs> it's upsetting and touching yeah the situation is upsetting but Kazuma's uh, handling of it is touching it's touching yes, yes. <laughs> yeah thank you for putting the words in my mouth couldn't have said it better myself mm. <laughs> it's a nice little scene and just further like add some a little more color to the situation with the cat mm-hmm. and the family so yeah yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting addition. Also something that I didn't remember and wasn't like expecting yeah. to see. Yeah, and it's nice because we know Cosmo like, felt bad about how he treated his grandfather when he was a kid that one time. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like he got to kind of make it up to him in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the other, like, so there's there's that, and that's leading into next time. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about that more next time. The other little, or like the kind of other major scene that happens is the one where they're teasing Dora about going on mm-hmm. a date. <laughs> And then, of course, like, uh, we get some more just romantic development between yeah. Kyo and Toru, which was very cute. Yeah, that's a cute scene. That's a cute scene in a number of ways. First of all, I think it's just kind of cute that just this random kid is, like... <laughs> let's go bowling. Just kind of... Well, it's just kind of cute because we know, like, they've all been kind of, like, outsiders in the past mm-hmm. in their school days. And so, like, now they're just kind of, you know, just having a casual conversation and playful yeah teasing with this one random other classmate. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, like, a bunch of kids in the background who are like, oh, yeah, we're, like... It's like... um. Mm-hmm. Like, back to the... What do they say? Hold on, wait. Back to the grind. It's not yeah. what they say, but... <laughs> No, they're kind of like, yeah. like oh, back to this again. Like, as if they're... Um, yeah, I think even at the beginning of... Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the series, the class, like, wasn't as um, connected as it yeah. is now. Oh, yeah, in the background it says, like... Oh, it's good. There's all the these little, like, um, just, like, ghost people... Ghosty figure kids <laughs> that are, like... Oh, it's good to be back. Yep, we're back. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a new term. And so they're just like, this is after uh, Uo and Kyo were arguing like yeah. right away. So it's like when you get back and you're like, ah, oh, back in the same routine. This is exactly <laughs> what I expected. Yep. So, <laughs> so yeah, they kind of have this kind of reaction. The kids have that kind of reaction, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right that the kid inviting them all to bowling and stuff, mm-hmm. it's a little thing. But then also you're right that they were all kind of outsiders. Like Toru was teased as a child. Uo was mm-hmm. in a gang. Hano was bullied. Yeah. Um, and then like all the Soma children were bullied for their mm-hmm. appearances. So yeah, it's nice that the kid is like, let's all go bowling. Yeah. <laughs> and then just that, like he and Uo just kind of yeah, tease Toru. Toru together in, the, in a really friendly way. Like you could tell it's just, you yeah. know, there's nothing mean about it. <laughs> no, they're just trying to get it worked up, which they yeah. do. And it's, and it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that's, that's really cute. cute. And then when Kyo's like, all right, cut it out. And yeah. like, oh, fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very sweet. The whole chapter was interesting. <laughs> um, it's just a little one, but everything's moving forward a little bit. Yeah, it's a very, like, like all the kids, like, oh, back to the routine. Just kind of settling back into the, <laughs> uh, the school year kind of chapter. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very it's a transitional chapter. It's very like, all right, we're ending this kind of stuff back here, and we're starting with this kind of stuff going summer's, forward. So, summer's yeah. finally over. Yes, <laughs> long summer <laughs> has come to an end. Uh, I have one other little comment. We get another bit of uh, the Uo and Kareno stuff. Right. Yeah. Which, of course. Yeah, and like now we know more about Kareno. <laughs> Yeah, now we so know. It's kind of a reminder of like, oh yeah, that's the situation, and it's that's even worse thing. than we thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, he's not only is he just a strange person, he's also yeah. a soma, and he's uh, he's cursed. That was revealed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And... it's like we knew he was associated with the somas in some way, but now we know he's one of the zodiac and held very closely by Akito. So. Yes, literally and figuratively. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a situation. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting now because it's like, like Toru hasn't doesn't have the information to make that connection yet, but now mm-hmm. we have all that information, so we're like, oh, oh, the dramatic irony. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love the little um, <laughs> the little joke where Hana's like, "That's the back of a woman in love," and then we see Uro's like inner thoughts, and she's like ready to like kick her in his ass. And yeah. She's again. <laughs> and Toru's like, "Oh, so sad." <laughs> yeah. I also like Uro's goal to break six feet <laughs> yes i read if you read the um i'm sure it's listed in centimeters i didn't check mm-hmm. but in the um special edition like if the new special edition ones it says i'm i want to break 511 it's like that's very specific <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know 511 is pretty close to six feet <laughs> yeah I guess, I guess if you break 511 you're probably six feet <laughs> <laughs> that's a good time I think that that's everything that's everything we can say about this. Yeah. <laughs> so next time we're going to talk about we'll we'll do I guess there's spoiler things to say. <laughs> we'll see. Next time we're going to talk about chapter 67 and 68. So there'll be more more meat to talk about next time. You can um, you can always send us questions um, through our Tumblr and our Twitter and email. Thank you all also for sending questions last time. That was so fun. The um, the mid series special that we mm-hmm. recorded. I appreciated it. But yeah, so yes, you can thank you for sending questions. You can always send us questions anytime and we will answer them on Tumblr or through Twitter or you can just send us an email. Mm-hmm. Um, you can whatever, rate this and or add a review and subscribe to it. You can also donate to our coffee now, so or Kofi. I don't know how the how the kids say it. <laughs> um, which is exciting. We got Kayla, we got one donation. <laughs> Woo! It's one I was so I happy. Have, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I was like in a meeting at work and I saw it and I was like, <gasps> and then I texted you right away. It was so exciting. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Thank you all for thank all you. your support. Yes, thank you. It was so kind. Uh, so touching. Always. <laughs> Every time I get messages from, from people over the podcast, it's always so nice. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Anyway, that's enough ranting about that. Let's, <laughs> let's go to spoilers. We'll keep this short. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. back to talk about spoilers <laughs> Cosmo and Toru's discussion is going to continue directly next time yeah basically so the only thing I really wrote was like Toru's plan to break the curse which is just kind of like <laughs> it's not even a spoiler but yeah it's like it exists it will yeah. get more development going on down the line um, yeah it's just a lot of stuff that's kind of brought up again that will continue to be <laughs> yes <laughs> and evolve <laughs> yes and grow and change yes <laughs> So the the next chapters, the next two chapters, the reason they're grouped together is actually because of Kagura. So the next thing that's covered is like this 
um, some backstory with, more backstory with Kakar and Kyo and like uh, their relationship gets explored a bit more mm-hmm. in those two chapters. But yeah, Toru's and Kisha's conversation is directly continued in the next chapter. Yeah. So it will get more development. Of course, the student council will get developed more. Mm-hmm. More student council. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you were just so excited that you dropped your book. <laughs> Actually, I, I smacked it against the side of my desk by accident. Yeah. Um, no, in your excitement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, more student council, more... Uo and Kareno, more that's right, more curse breaking. Yep. <laughs> I also have a note that says Kyo's feels that's coming more. <laughs> <Yes>. I guess <laughs> now that it's like now that the love is official. Yes. Now they've grown as people and looked inward a little. <laughs> <laughs> now they can love. They can learn to love. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Machi didn't say anything this time. Mm-hmm. Not that it really has anything to do, but it's just that their relationships are all going to develop. But yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised she didn't do well she yes there was a significant look during Yuki's speech which mm-hmm. I thought was nice it kind of um, later we see all these things where she's she has like kind of this understanding of Yuki that most people don't seem to have yeah like she can kind of see through this whatever the sort of persona of princeliness that other people think that he has that he feels like he doesn't have so mm-hmm. um, it's kind of interesting that like in this moment where he's talking about his weaknesses she has this kind of significant look yeah so I thought that was interesting. It was a minor kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, spoilery thing. Yeah. It was nice to see Yami's kind of continuing development with Yuki. I don't know how much more that's going to get developed. Mm-hmm. I guess we still have the parent-teacher conferences yeah. to come. So It's kind of funny with the student council. Like, everyone we've seen is going to have, like, more, like, depth revealed to them. Except mm-hmm. Yami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda, I don't... <laughs> she's just kind of as is once you get her. <laughs> I honestly don't know what, what Kakir is referring to when he's like... She acts like this, but she's really like whatever, and and she cuts him off. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? Like, she's I think just... it might just be about her general more, like, more cunning and calculating behavior <laughs> than she puts on the surface. Yeah, she's she purposely tries to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's interesting that Yuki also says that they're supposed to be like the they're all supposed to be like bright, mm-hmm. but they're they seem pretty dumb or whatever he yeah. says exactly, which is funny. But they all have. Um, it's not their their kind of exterior personalities that make them mm-hmm. kind of like special individuals. So yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to actually see that play out too. Yeah, they all make terrible first impressions <laughs> <laughs> on purpose yeah. in most cases. <laughs> I also don't really remember why. I guess now think now likes Kimi, right? That's why. No, he likes um, uh, Matoko. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember who was his who was his why he thinks yeah. that Yuki's his rival. I was like Rival in love. <laughs> yeah. Well only only as he sees it, I yeah. guess, not Yuki. <laughs> Yuki is like, what? <laughs> yeah. But I like how he's like, I don't what does he hope to get out of uh being in a the student council with his romantic rival? Like what he's gonna like poison his soup or something? Like what is the plan? <laughs> He, he thinks he's in a shonen anime, but he's actually in a shonen. <laughs> he thinks he's in a bowling anime. I mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did we talk about Uo and Karino again yet? I don't uh, think so. Briefly. I oh, okay. mentioned it as something that's going to continue. Okay. Yes. So like you said, Uo and Karino going. Yeah. is going to happen again <laughs> mm-hmm. more. So we'll see. We'll get to see that develop more too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Sword of Cinderella this time because yeah. I remember reading it the first time being like, it's kind of funny and mm-hmm. 
it leads to other things later, but I'm excited to yeah. uh, take a more critical look at it because yeah. I think it does develop a lot of other mm-hmm. things, and one of them is their relationship. Yeah. Because it's after that that Toru goes and tries to sneak in and gives the recording of the play to Kareno, which I think is great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it goes on a little long for being just a gag, basically, but it yeah. does lead into some interesting things. Yes. <laughs> well, every every like every book that has a play in it always goes too long. Yeah. Like Mansfield Park. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is like Yuki as the fairy godmother, just kind of like tiredly trying to keep everything sort of on track. Yes. <laughs> just like okay, so anyway. <laughs> Everybody's just not, in, just not into it at all and trying to get it done. Yeah, everybody's having their like moments and he's yeah. like, um <laughs> the show must go on, guys. Like yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Mm-hmm. That's not really spoiled in this or it's not something that's like alluded to in these chapters. I'm just excited. No, it's just yeah. It's uh an important part of the Karina Uo thing. But... Yes. <laughs> I guess. I really enjoyed Toru's involvement in trying to get them together for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. I think she's just trying to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. I do like those, like, the, a lot of really good scenes come from that. Like, her sneaking into the compound the first time has a lot of good stuff. And then mm-hmm. you get all the, you get the big reveals from Crano afterwards. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that, I guess that kind of begets, her sneaking in begets those other things. Yeah. <laughs> like the other scenes with him later with his when his, it's revealed that he's not cursed and whatever. Yeah. And there's also, like, when she sneaks in, you get a lot of good stuff outside of that. Like Yeah, um... Momo and Momiji stuff. Yeah, I don't know. This was, it was, it's tricky sometimes to talk about these because it's, like, a short one, but yeah, we're just setting up <laughs> for the next, whatever, mm-hmm. half of the series, I guess, technically. Yeah. <laughs> Summer's over. Yeah. Summer's finally over. <laughs> it's September. She shows back, so it has to be September, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we have another definitive <laughs> timeline. Timeline. Instant. It's September. <laughs> yes, it's no longer summer for sure. I feel like we talked about as much as we possibly could. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll get and more. We'll, and yeah, and bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.